This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. It's time for Popit Popit Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So let's start today with a question from Pekan MP, Datuk Sri Sheikh Mohammed Puzi Sheikh Ali, who asked the Ministry of Rural and Regional Development about the government's plan to implement the maintenance and repair of infrastructure to assist rural communities affected by floods. Um, he also asked about the government's initiative to ensure that no victim is left behind when it comes to getting the necessary help. So Datuk Sri Ahmad Zahid Hamidi, Minister of Rural and Regional Development, started his response by thanking the ministries, departments and relevant agencies uh, for their assistance post-flood. Uh, he then went on to talk about the three phases involved in addressing the flood issue. Dengan kerjasama MED Malaysia, saya selaku pengurusi bencana pusat mengkoordinasikannya dengan pihak kerajaan negeri dan daerah-daerah di mana MED Malaysia memberikan amaran awal supaya pemindahan itu dapat dilakukan sebelum duruan hujan itu mencapai tahap Kedua, semasa banjir. Mobilisasi dilakukan sepenuhnya dengan mengkoordinasikan penglibatan agensi-agensi dan juga pihak-pihak berkuasa tempatan bersama-sama dengan pihak NGO untuk melakukan pemindahan. Dan ketiganya, pasar banjir. Di mana kita menghadapi permasalahan lazimnya tidak ramai orang datang untuk membantu pasca banjir terutamanya untuk penyucian kekakasan dan gantian pelbagai perkara lain oleh demikian kita melibatkan NGO dan badan-badan sukarelawan untuk melakukannya peranan KKDW bersama-sama dengan NADMA bersama-sama dengan Angkatan Pertahanan Awam bersama dengan uh, Jakwa, Jabatan uh, uh, Wajikan dan pelbagai pihak dengan pendekatan bahawa kita tidak boleh lagi bergerak secara silo kita mesti bergerak secara dan kerajaan negeri sekalipun untukkan yang diberikan oleh Yang Amat Berhormat Perdana Menteri sebanyak RM50 juta ringgit untuk Kelantan dan Terengganu memperlihatkan bahawa empowerment itu diberikan kepada kerajaan Tengganu untuk Tengganu dan Kelantan untuk melaksanakan peruntukan itu dengan dikoordinasikan oleh pihak ASIU. Dalam hal inilah tentu yang memaafkan mengetahui bahawa Pekan adalah antara kawasan, antara kawasan yang setiap tahun tidak pernah terlepas daripada mendapat rahmat daripada Allah Ta'ala dengan air yang berlebihan turun di sana. Dan insyaAllah kita akan terus memulihkan bantuan. That was Minister of Rural and Regional Development, Datuk Sri Ahmad Zaid Hamidi. Uh, we apologise for the quality of that clip. I think that there were some glitches uh, that were a result of the channels uh, through which we were getting Parliament. So, yes, I, I think the intent was clear, but even if it wasn't, uh, this is what he was discussing. So, um, he spoke about NADMA and Met Malaysia coordinating with state governments and districts to provide early warnings moving forward for aid in early evacuations. He also spoke about working with uh, relevant agencies and NGOs to assist 
exist there. And lastly, he said the government could no longer afford to work in silos and that post-flood initiatives have involved the help of NGOs, volunteers, JAQWA, the civil defence forces and other parties. In a follow-up question by the Pakan MP, he asked what action is being taken by the ministry to help the Orang Asli community to prepare them to face the annual floods, as well as what kind of assistance is provided. And in his response, the minister said that when an area's infrastructure is likely to be cut off, Natma ensures that food assistance is provided before and after the floods, and that assistance is often provided via air routes. He also went on to talk about how, in collaboration with the Education Ministry, they've identified schools in flood-prone areas where they will be building permanent halls that can be used as relief centres for temporary evacuation. So let us know, what do you think about the Ministry's initiative to address the uh, issue of floods and um, specifically, I think, the assistance that's being provided after they happen? What else would you like to see? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, following that, Kamaman MP Che Alias Hamid asked the Ministry of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change to state the extent of the Ministry's commitment to amend the Water Services Industry Act by imposing higher penalties and fines on water supply polluters. In response, Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change, Nick Nasminik Ahmad, said that the ministry takes the rampant water pollution very seriously and that they are proposing to increase the punishment against those who pollute waterways. He said that this will be done through amendments to the Water Services Industry Act 2006. Kementerian sedang melaksanakan proses Pindaan Akta Industri Perkhidmatan Air 2006 ataupun Akta 655 melibatkan uh, tiga perkara utama uh, bertujuan meningkatkan tempoh hukuman dan kadar denda ke atas tindakan yang berisiko yang menyebabkan pencemaran kepada mana-mana alur air ataupun sistem bekalan air. Dalam hal ini, pindaan melibatkan peningkatan denda daripada RM100,000 kepada RM10 juta ringgit. manakala Hukuman penjara dinaikkan daripada setahun kepada 15 tahun ataupun kedua-duanya sekali. Kedua, melibatkan penyenar, penyenaraian kesalahan-kesalahan baru seperti apa-apa perbuatan yang menyebabkan atau yang mungkin menyebabkan penutupan sistem bekalan air atau gangguan bekalan air kepada pengguna serta melepaskan apa-apa kumbahan, efluen, benda atau bahan ke dalam mana-mana lurang dan Ketiga, membolehkan pemegang lesen, air dan juga pengguna menuntut semula kos bagi memulihkan sistem bekalan air yang telah dicemari daripada pihak yang didapati bersalah. Ini melibatkan Seksyen 121 dan Seksyen 122 uh, Akta 655. Pindaan Akta ini dalam peringkat semakan dan penelitian kementerian sebelum diangkat untuk kelulusan Jabatan Peguam Negara dan pindaan tersebut dijangka dapat dibentangkan di dalam mesyuarat parlimen pada Jun 2023. That was Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change, Nick Nazmi Nick Ahmad. He also added later that the ministry has launched several nature-based solutions to educate and bring awareness to the public about river sustainability. Moving on, Bayan Baru MP Sim Zizin asked the Ministry of Home Affairs to state the efforts to address job scam issues that involve Malaysians. So Minister of Home Affairs Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail addressed this in his reply. Berasaskan pada prinsip tanggungjawab kerajaan untuk jaga nyawa dan keselamatan rakyat, uh, kemencian luar negeri dan kemencian dalam negeri, 
secara bersama menghubungi dalam prinsip G2G dan P2P, Polis ASEAN dan Polis Antarabangsa Interpol, termasuk dengan pejabat-pejabat kedutaan asing. Daripada sini, kita lakukan beberapa perkara. Yang pertama, kita kesan, kita locate dulu di mana keberadaan rakyat Malaysia. Kita sahkan bilangannya. Kita rancang strategi menyelamat. Kita atur proses deportasi atau membawa pulang. Kita beri bantuan segera. Kita kongsi langkah penyiasatan dan kita berkongsi maklumat. Hasilnya, kita anggarkan ada 339 rakyat Malaysia yang berada di sama ada Laos, Kemboja, Myanmar, Filipina, Thailand termasuk di Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Daripada jumlah itu, kita telah berjaya menyelamatkan 218. Manakala 121 lagi kita kategorikan sebagai terkandas. Ketika saya menjawab soalan ini pun, pasukan polis kita sekarang berada di Thailand dalam misi menyelamat yang sama. That was Minister of Home Affairs, Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail. The minister also spoke about prevention measures through widespread campaigns to educate Malaysians how not to fall for scams. He said that this was effective. There's been a downward trend of police reports regarding scams this year alone and that in April last year, the highest rate of police reports were in that month and that's 73. In January this year, there were only nine and so far February only has one. So we want to hear from you because job scamming has been something that's so much in the headlines and we We've seen really, I think, the ill effects of it for some time now. Are you satisfied with what the ministry is doing to address this issue of job scams? Again, those numbers, double seven double three two nine hundred to call. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, there was a short intermission by Deputy Speaker Datuk Ramli Mohamad Noor, who reminded the MPs to be on their best behaviour while in the day one and that their actions was be, were being witnessed by Malaysians. Okay, selain pada itu, ingin saya mengingatkan uh, kepada adab semasa di dalam dewan. Saya ambil ruang ini ya, sebentar dalam satu minit. Ya. Ini boleh kita lihat ya, pada peraturan uh, uh, Peraturan 41 Ingin saya mengingatkan Saya berharap Tidak ada Perjalanan Dewan yang Ada kecilnya Sementara seorang yang berhormat bercakap Ada mesyuarat kecil di sebelah kanan Di sebelah kiri Beri perhatian Ini saya harap yang berhormat yang berhormat Ambil maklum Kerana ingin saya ingatkan juga Be alive Semalam saya ke kedai mamak. Ini satu benda saya berlaku. Mereka mengenali saya yang berhormat. Macam mana zoo. Saya terkejut. Inilah impresi masyarakat di luar sana. So saya berharap berpeganglah pada etika dan virtue. Dengan izin. Yeah? Our virtue and our etika. 
That was Deputy Speaker Datuk Ramli Muhammad Noor. No longer wanting to be Deputy Zookeeper. No. <laughs> Very clearly. <laughs> uh, next up, Deputy Minister of Finance Datuk Sri Ahmad Maslan decided to explain why the government has decided against following further EPF withdrawals. Now, you might be wondering, who was he responding to, right? Where did this come from? So this wasn't actually in response to any question. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Deputy Minister just decided that he would address it anyway. Um, but it does follow Perikatan National Chairman Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin calling on the government to consider allowing another one-off targeted EPF withdrawal for those financially affected by the pandemic. He called for this yesterday. He is, of course, also uh, the Prime Minister under whom this began in the first place, the EPF withdrawals. So Ahmad Maslan went on to explain that more than 145 billion ringgit was withdrawn by 8.1 million individuals during the pandemic under four special withdrawal schemes. He added that the median savings in the EPF accounts of all Malaysians declined by 50% to um, 8,100 ringgit in tw- uh, to from 16,600 in 2021 to 8,100 in 2022. Um, here he is breaking down the numbers. Uh, median simpanan semua kaum ahli KWSP daripada tahun 2016, 16.6 ribu ringgit turun 50% kepada 8.1 ribu ringgit pada 2022. Kalau mengikut kaum, uh, median simpanan kaum Melayu 7 juta ahli daripada April 2020 16.9 Jadi macam mana kalau kita nak keluarkan lagi, kalau kita nak beri kebenaran keluarkan lagi, uh, tinggal RM55,000, tinggal RM33,000, itu sebab kita tak beri kebenaran uh, lagi pun COVID dah, dah, apa ni, dah selesai. That was Deputy Minister of Finance Datuk Sri Ahmad Mazlan. Uh, let us know what did you make of this reaction from the government? Do you think we do you want? Uh, do you think we need another round of EPF withdrawals? Call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. And remember those numbers in case you want to weigh in on any of the other things that we covered in today's roundup of the Day One Rakyat, including initiatives by the government to assist rural communities as well as um, the Orang Asli community affected by the floods, um, harsher punishments for those those who pollute waterways, the government's efforts to address job scam issues affecting Malaysians, and why the government will not be allowing EPF withdrawals, like we just said. Um, again, if you want to weigh in, let us know. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.